Section 3 of Christmas and Christmas Lore. This is a LibreVox recording. All LibreVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibreVox.org. Recording by Julie Burks. Christmas and Christmas Lore by Thomas G. Crippen. Section 3. Coincident Festivals. Now this newly established Christian festival coincided very nearly with several other festivals in different parts of the world, the spirit of which was dying out with the decay of the old religions. With many of these were associated customs, the original meaning of which was already forgotten, and which survived merely through instinctive conservatism. Others obtained a new lease of life by virtue of a Christian significance imposed upon them. There was the Jewish Hanukkah, the Feast of the Dedication, the anniversary not of the dedicating of Solomon's temple, nor of the temple as resorted by Zerubbabel, but of its rededication, after it had been polluted by Antichaeus and recovered by the valor of the Maccabees. The Jews called it the Feast of Lights, and it was usual to burn great quantities of lamps and candles as emblems of the light of truth, rekindled after it had been a while obscured by the heathen. The very name of it was transferred by the Latin Church to the Feast of the Nativity. How delightfully would this new Feast of Lights remind the pious Israelite, who had learned to recognize the hope of Israel in the child of Bethlehem, that the darkness was past and the true light was now shining. In Egypt, and wherever Mithraism had gained a footing, the new festival would coincide, as it did at Rome, with the birthday of the sun-god, and the northern barbarians, Britons and Saxons and Norsemen, would find it practically coincident with their own Yule, the feast of the winter solstice and of the returning sun. It seems to have been in pagan times, at least in Norway, the special festival of the god Thor. In the Heimskringla, we read that King Hakon the Good made a law that the festival of Yule should begin at the same time as Christian people held it, and that every man, under penalty, should brew a measure of malt into ale, and therewith keep the yule holy as long as it lasted. This may or may not have been a desirable way of keeping the yule holy, but it was a pagan festival, kept in the pagan way, with merriment and good cheer throughout the northern regions. Yule, be it remembered, was not a single feast day, but the whole period of mid-winter festivity, the special time of joy and devotion to the giver of fruitful seasons. Footnote 1. There is some uncertainty as to the actual date of the northern midwinter festival, which may not have been held in all places at the same time. But however that may have been, its surviving observances were transferred to the Christian feast in Germany early in the ninth century, and in Norway about the middle of the tenth. And thus to south and east and west and north, the rejuvenated Yule would speak of the Son of Righteousness, arisen with healing in his wings. It may be convenient to remark here that the Roman calendar, established by Julius Caesar in AUC 707, 46 BC, and retained in general use for above 1600 years, assumed that the true length of the year was 365 and a quarter days, and accordingly provided a leap year every fourth year. But closer observation showed that this reckoning was inaccurate, 
to the extent of about three days in four hundred years, and in 1582, Pope Gregory XIII ordained that ten days, fifth to the fourteenth, should be omitted from the month of October in that year, and that thenceforward three leap years should be dropped in every four hundred years. This correction was promptly adopted in all Roman Catholic countries, but elsewhere it was long rejected as papistical. It was only accepted by German, Dutch, and Swiss Protestants about 1700, and was not legalized in the British dominions until 1752. In many places it was slowly and reluctantly accepted, and for three or four generations January 5th, after 1800 January 6th, was persistently observed as old Christmas Day. Moreover, the reformed calendar, now universal in the West, has never been adopted by the Greek and other Eastern churches. Accordingly, ecclesiastical seasons in Greece, Serbia, Russia, etc., are dated old style, so that the Eastern Christmas coincides approximately with the Western Epiphany. End of section 3